0: My twin brother may not speak to me in words, but he communicates through love better than anyone else that I know. Hello everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Waves podcast. I'm your host, Julia Zach, and my twin brother Michael has Down syndrome and is my inspiration behind everything that I do. My mission is to share the lessons I've learned in unconditional love through growing up with Michael, to provide a means of healing while empowering you to achieve what makes your heart sing, all while revealing the beauty behind each individual who has Down syndrome. Hello, everyone happy monday welcome to episode number four of the beyond the waves podcast for the month of october i'm sharing three huge important lessons i've learned in unconditional love through growing up with michael and for the third lesson of this month i'm sharing all things about unconditional love whether it's unconditionally loving others or even more importantly unconditionally loving yourself And throughout my life, I always wondered, why is it so important to keep the Down syndrome community? And when I was younger, I used to always say that it's because these individuals are always so happy. But for those of you who have a son, daughter, loved one who has Down syndrome, you know that that's bullshit. Our loved ones share all the emotions, they'll express all the emotions, some of them may be expressed differently, like for example, if Michael's angry or upset, he'll be a little bit more expressive, sometimes he'll hit himself, or he'll throw a little bit of a fuss because he doesn't know how to vocalize it, but I can tell you that they're not always happy. They still feel all the same things that you or I may feel. I think what's so important, and this is something I'll share in a future podcast, is that a lot of these individuals know how to stay present. There's so many times where I'd hang out with Michael when I was in college, and I'd be so stressed out about exams or something that's going on in my life. And when I'd spent time with Michael, I'd realized that so much of the stuff that I was holding on to, that my monkey brain was attaching itself to didn't matter. And when I'd spent time with Michael, I'd realized how important it is to stay present. And I believe through that present space, that's why so many of these individuals seem so much more joyful and so radiant and so happy, because they're not attaching themselves to anxieties or worries that we often attach ourselves onto. And with this kind of realization, I kind of realized a few years back that I really need to reevaluate why the Down syndrome population is so important. And I'm not going to get into the whole abortion thing. I know that my stance is a little controversial, and this podcast is not the space to talk about that. But I bring this up because I know that there's still a negative stigma surrounding this community, surrounding this population, and surrounding the special needs community. And I really believe that it's important to advocate on behalf of these individuals. There are so many expecting mothers who receive a Down syndrome diagnosis. And I've heard of so many stories where their diagnosis are just shared to them in such a terrible, bland, and truly almost like uneducated, unexperienced manner where they're just saying, oh, your baby has Down syndrome. And not sharing any information, but rather sharing how difficult their lives are going to be or how their lives are going to be impacted in a negative manner, but not congratulating them, not sharing what the possibilities may look like of having a baby who has Down syndrome. And I hope that through this podcast that this can help shape and this can help mothers understand what it looks like And what your life can truly be like if you have a loved one who has Down syndrome living in it. And one of the biggest things I've learned from growing up with Michael is that so many individuals who have Down syndrome, if not all of them, express love in the purest form. And I always love to share, and I know you've heard this before, that Michael doesn't speak to me in words but he communicates through love better than anyone else that I know. And I continue to be inspired by these individuals with the beneficial values in life that they have to offer. Because while every day may not have been easy with Michael, I'm so grateful for his presence in my life. And I believe that there's three really important lessons that I've learned in unconditional love through growing up with Michael. The first one being that love is blind. And something that I've fallen in love with, with many individuals who have Down syndrome, is the genuine kindness that radiates from these individuals. Because although Michael may not be able to speak, he's completely fluent in a more important language. The language of love. And when I say that love is blind, I say that because Michael doesn't care about what you look like, what clothes you wear, what your race, what your ethnicity is, what gender you are, what your sexual orientation is, or what religion you practice. He simply doesn't care. And what he does care about is how he's treated. Because if he's approached in a loving manner, he will reciprocate that back. Not once have I ever seen Michael ever discriminate towards or against another person. And I really believe that that's the kind of attitude that this world needs. Especially in our society today, it still blows my mind how much racism, how much homophobia, how much sexism is still present. And I know with this past year in 2020, There's been a huge uprise with Black Lives Matter. There's been so much going on in the LGBTQ community. And there's still so much going on even in the, the disability community and advocating for our loved ones. And I, in a future podcast, will still be getting into Black Lives Matter because I believe that that's a really, really important thing that we should all be fighting for right now. And I believe there's a really big intersection, especially between race and especially between disability that hasn't really been explored beforehand. And with all of that, I think it's so important that for individuals who are like Michael, they don't care about what people look like. They don't care about what's going on. They simply treat them as another human, as a brother, as a sister, as a friend, as a companion, And I always wonder how differently would our world look like if we were able to see the world through the lenses that someone like Michael sees. To be able to approach others with compassion and to approach them with love, to approach strangers in a kind manner. I feel like our world would truly look and truly be a different place. And as I mentioned, I'm just, I'm always constantly inspired by the Down syndrome community and their genuine kindness towards others. And the second concept, the second lesson in love that I've learned from Michael is that love always trumps hate. And I think this is so important and this kind of dives into the theme of forgiveness. Because how many times have you been in conflict with another person And held resentment against them. And maybe you justified it with, you know what, they treated me badly. They treated me like shit. So I'm allowed to be pissed at them. I'm allowed to be angry and hateful and resentful. And maybe even try to get revenge. And when I say this, I absolutely don't mean disregard your feelings. Because I truly believe when feelings or situations pop up, like it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel resentful. And it's okay to be upset about something that's going on and the reason I bring this concept up is that it's so important to deal with your emotions in a healthy and safe manner because our emotions are meant to flow through us I know so many of us can't stand conflict I don't think there's any human that actually loves and enjoys being in conflict with another person But if you ever are in a situation where you do have a conflict going on, it's okay to be upset, it's okay to be angry, and it's also important to know how to release and deal with that anger. Maybe it's being able to communicate and have a diffusing talk with that person. For me, when I get really upset, there's a couple things that I do one of them is i'll write in a journal like one time i had someone really like piss me off over something so dumb and what i did was i wrote the meanest letter to them like i never said what i wanted to to their face and i was kind of kicking myself for it and i was like gosh like i wish i told them this and i wish i'd said that and i almost like wanted to get revenge But what I did instead was I took a journal and I just wrote literally the meanest letter that I could have written to that person with every single thing that I wanted to say that I didn't say. And then I took that letter and I ripped it up and I burned it so absolutely no one would see it. But it helped me release all the anger that was inside of myself. Because when you do that, you're able to release your emotions in a healthy manner And you're able to give yourself that space to forgive the other person. Because no matter how poorly someone treats you, what good does it do to hold on to the hate and to hold on to the anger towards them? It doesn't help you at all. Because when you sit with that anger, what is it going to resolve? It doesn't resolve anything. If anything just creates more conflict and it just attracts more turbulent and more stressful situations onto yourself that don't truly serve you and something that I admire about Michael is his ability to forgive and to still give away love and I'm constantly blown away about how he's forgiven those who may have not treated him well in the past And I know I share this a lot that sometimes he can hold resentment, especially towards me when I haven't seen him in a while and I see him for the first time in a week and he doesn't look at me, he won't smile at me, he'll turn around and just ignore me. He'll ultimately forgive me. It usually takes him, what, like, I don't know, 15 minutes sometimes to finally take a look at me. But after he gets over being upset... It's almost as if he goes back to everything being fine and everything being completely normal. And in the long run, practicing forgiveness towards others and especially ourselves is a step towards leading in love. And I think it's so important that, yes, you know, it's important to forgive others. But sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but... My inner critic is the biggest asshole that I know. If I ever do something wrong, my inner critic is all over it. It eats it up and it just finds its way to bring me down in the best way that it can. And when you find the best way to practice forgiveness towards yourself, you're able to go through situations and you're able to heal through them in such a quicker and such a more efficient manner. When we learn to release the baggage of hate or resentment that brings us down and we learn to practice forgiveness towards others and ourselves that's truly a step towards leading in love and lastly the third lesson that i would love to share is to lead through love because if there's anything this world needs a little more of it's love the power of love unites us together And it's a powerful source of healing and of growth. And something that's so important is that in order to give others love, we need to love ourselves first. And I know, I know, how many times have you heard that already? We hear and see self-love this, self-love that. You see it all over the place. But it's a concept that is so important. Because how are you supposed to give towards others from an empty cup? how are you supposed to love another person if you don't truly love yourself? Because something that I've seen and something that I've experienced and something that I've even done myself is that I'll expect to receive that love from others. I've been in relationships before where I seeked validation from my ex-boyfriends where I was expecting them to love me and then once they did then I love myself and That's just completely backwards because when you're in a relationship with someone it's so important to be whole and be independent and to truly love yourself and you'll attract the right partner and not just the right significant other but the right friends for you as well. It's so important to have a network of individuals of your closest friends, your significant other, whoever you choose to surround yourself. It's important that you're bringing to the table what you've already provided for yourself. Because if you seek love through your friends or through your significant other, you open the opportunity for yourself to be let down. Because if you're already providing yourself with the love and the support, your friends, your network, your community, your tribe is there to support you through your journey. They're there to uplift you. And you're there to help support one another, but you're not being the true source for each other because you're already creating that on your own. And there's so many ways to practice self-love and for every single one of us, it looks a little bit different. For myself, it's practicing yoga, it's spending the time reading and journaling and Especially spending time with Michael. When it's spending time with Michael, it's spending uninterrupted time with him. Maybe it's walking by the beach. Maybe it's going on a walk. And it's so important to carve out time for yourself. I myself have been so stressed out with work and so many things are going on with COVID and quarantine and all that. And... When things started getting tough, I started dropping my self-care practice. I stopped meditating. I stopped journaling. And because I let go of my foundation of peace, in a sense, all the stressful things that were happening just started building upon each other. So it's so important to remember that your self-love practice comes first. And it's so important to find that one thing that you can practice Every single day, even if it's just for two, three, five, ten minutes a day, maybe it's meditating for two minutes, maybe it's just writing in a journal, whatever that looks like for you, we have 1,440 minutes per day, you can always carve out at least two of them for yourself, and I'll be honest, I'm still working on my own self-love, my own healing journey. And something that's so important to remember is that it takes time. It's called a journey for a reason. I grew up with a lot of trauma and I think that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why my inner critic is so mean and it keeps bashing down on me. And I realized when I was practicing my self-healing journey, at first I was like, okay, I'll be healed in X amount of time. I'll be good by next year. I'll be fine. And then I realized that healing is like peeling back different layers of an onion. Maybe you'll improve on one thing and you'll heal one part of your life and then realize, oh my gosh, there's all this other stuff that I still get to work on. And it's finding the beauty within that journey to keep going and finding the beauty that's available in our world and in our lives. And it takes a lot of patience. I talked about that in episode number two. That's something I also learned from Michael It's so important to practice patience towards yourself, practice forgiveness towards yourself, and ultimately practice unconditionally loving yourself. We all have our quote-unquote mistakes or flaws, whatever you want to consider them, and it's learning to fall in love with each and every little part of you. Because every single thing that makes up who you are is what truly makes you unique, And it's what makes you so beautiful. What makes our our world so beautiful is the diversity between each and every single one of us. And to finish, I continue to be inspired by these individuals, by the way that they express and share unconditional love. And experiencing the world while living with someone like Michael reminds you to fully appreciate what you've been given in life and to look at people with a more open perspective all while being guided by love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sending so much love your way, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at beyondthewavesblog. And if you know someone who may benefit from today's episode, please feel free to share with them so we can share the Beyond the Waves mission of spreading unconditional love and showing what it looks like to grow up with a sibling who has Down syndrome. I'm so grateful for all of you, sending you all so much love, and I'll talk to you next week.